Welcome to the fifth edition of Behind the Letters. I'm your host, Alexis Reynos Andrade. If you are listening to this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe and follow us on Twitter at BehindLetterPod. Also, I want to give a quick shout out to PodTrack, which provides Behind the Letters with standard broad, uh, podcast measurement data for the show. If you are thinking of starting your own podcast, make sure to check them out. Today's topic will be about a fraternity regional advisor and how he manages to oversee hundreds of fraternity men in the Midwest region. I got the chance to call James Saltat, a regional advisor for Phi Sigma Kappa in Missouri, and got the inside scoop about his day-to-day life as a regional advisor. So let's see what he has to say. Thank you, James, for joining me on this uh, episode of Behind the Letters. I'm so excited that you're on. Yeah, thank you for having me. Super excited. Well, I'm actually going to do something new with you where I ask speed round questions uh, so our listeners can get to know you a little bit better, okay? All right. So are you ready? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So the first one is bow ties or ties? Oh, bow ties. Cats or dogs? Dogs, for sure. Fisig or Sikai? Fisig. <laughs> Sperries or tacos? Oh, Sperries, for sure. Okay. Cool socks or normal socks? Cool socks. Chubbies or normal shorts? Ooh, chubbies. <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> uh, runouts or brotherhood time? Brotherhood time. Perfect. PSU or MSSU? PSU. <laughs> ASA or Sigma, Sigma, Sigma? ASA. My wife didn't <laughs> <put> me down. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can you tell us why you decided to pick ASA? They have Special Olympics just like us, and the girls there are just amazing people, and they have great character, and uh, they're easy to get along with, for sure. Awesome. Great response. Well, folks, that is a little brief of what James Sautat uh, is all about. Well, we're going to get started into the actual segment that uh, we're going to be doing today. So, James, can you explain how you got involved in Greek Life at, at the university that you attended? Yeah, um, I got involved in Greek Life at Pitt State University. And it's funny, I always wanted to join a fraternity, but I never really um, like pushed myself to do it. Um, but I was approached during the first day of school um, to just have a little game of football in the Oval, and um, those guys were Phi Sigma Kappa, and um, it was the best decision I ever made. Just go hang out with them, and I signed a bid card, and it was great. That's awesome. How long were you in the um, in Greek life at PSU? Well, I was there my entire time uh, as a college student, so four and a half years. Uh, okay, there we go. Semester. <laughs> <laughs> That's all bad, I'm guessing, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, my next question to you is, how did you build your resume and the fraternity to have the position you have now? And also kind of explain what your position is and kind of all that fun stuff. Yeah, um, well, right now I'm the regional advisor. Um, and uh, in Phi Sigma Kappa, that's uh, like a fourth-degree member. And I never saw myself uh, becoming a regional advisor um, if I didn't do all the positions that I had when I was an undergrad. Um, I started when I was as a scholarship chair and a philanthropy chair, and I just somehow um, did a lot of duties in the fraternity when I worked my way up all the way to president. And it was such an honor to um, have that position to lead the guys in different events and um, showcase how awesome our fraternity chapter was. Um, then when I graduated, I didn't go straight into a regional advisor position. I was actually approached by um, my big brother, Steve Chastain, and he asked me if I wanted to help out with the regional advisor role. And, of course, I accepted because I wanted to give back to the fraternity that gives me so much. 
That's awesome. So you talk about a big brother. Can you kind of explain that a little bit more? Uh, to yeah. The people that don't know kind of what that is. Yeah, of course. In Greek life, um, a lot of fraternities, well, all, all the fraternities, uh, does a big brother or a, a dad type um, uh, thing with that builds connection between two brothers. Um, in our case, in Phi Sigma Kappa, we had big brothers and little brothers. Um, I got to choose Steve Castain, and he got to choose me, so it was kind of a mutual thing. Um, so we just have like a little bit of a deeper bond and connection with each other. Um, not that I didn't have a deeper bond and connection with all my <laughs> other brothers, but yeah. I mean, it, it was that special person that um, helped me and guide me through the fraternity as I grew. What did you think um, he saw in you to extend that uh, invitation out to you? Oh, was it love. all the things? <laughs> Obviously, kidding. number one, right? <laughs> uh, of course. No, um, I don't know. I, I honestly never really got the answer from him, but he just never uh, gave up on me. And he always treated not just myself, but everyone he tried to recruit, that um, he meant something and that he can make a difference in not just the fraternity, but in the world itself. And um, that's special like connection that I got from him um instantly brought me to Fison Kappa and made me um not regret my decision. That's awesome. Good things to good things to say, right? <laughs> yeah, well can sure. you uh yeah, can you explain a little bit uh how you transitioned into your position? So obviously extended the sound out, but what all did you have to go through? Did you have to go through nationals to become a regional advisor? Did you have to take a test? Explain the process. Yeah, of course. Um well um Steve it was actually um, a regional advisor himself. So he actually uh, recommended me to international headquarters um, that I should have a position. And after they reached out to me, they asked me, like, my background um, and leadership with the fraternity. And I um, just gave them the rundown on my resume and um, everything I did with the fraternity. Mm-hmm. And after they reviewed everything I sent them, um, they approved it and uh, they just sent me all the materials that I needed to um, advise all the chapters that I have. How many people do you oversee and how many chapters would you? I oversee um, three chapters. Um, that's uh, Pittsburgh State University, uh, University of Central Missouri, and Truman State University. And it actually really isn't overwhelming because um, being involved in the fraternity, especially in here in the Midwest, you get to really connect with a lot of other brothers from other chapters. And um, because I got to already know them and they are alumni, um, it was easy to connect with them and collaborate with them and help them grow as a fraternity. So do you know, like, like the specific no- amount of numbers of guys that you, like, oversee? Because I'm guessing... I mean, they're quite a bit, right? Yeah, um, well, I mean, of course, it's, um, the numbers are different for each chapter sure. and each um, uh, university. But right now, I think I would assume I'm um, advising about 100, at least, uh, undergrad members. Um, I'm not really sure what the numbers are nowadays after initiation, but those numbers are still rolling, thankfully. So, um, <laughs> But, yeah, about 100. Yeah, well, that's awesome, man. Well, what do you do when you go and visit uh, these chapters? Do you just talk to the president? Do you talk to the members? Uh, kind of explain what you do when you go and visit uh, the campus and the chapter. Yeah, when I make an official visit as the regional advisor to these chapters, um, what I really like to do is sit down with not just the president but the exec board um, as a whole. I really want to um, see how they connect with each other and how 
how well um, how well they're on the same page with each other. I also want to get an idea on what their goals are individually and as a group for the fraternity because it's kind of important that you're not just going day by day with the fraternity that you you need to have like long-term goals. Mm-hmm. It'll help you grow and achieve those goals and it actually help you achieve those goals. Yeah. Uh, well, that's great. Have you, what's the most challenging thing about being a regional advisor? Is it laying down the hammer? Yeah, I definitely don't want to get any of these guys <laughs> in trouble, but um, I don't want to obviously say any names, but it's just sure. it's hard to have an advisor role where you know the other advisors as well, and you don't want to overstep their boundaries and maybe do something that they will do different. So that's where a lot of communication comes in. Always communicate with the other advisors that the chapters have and uh, communicate with the presidents just to make sure that you're not overstepping those boundaries and stepping on other people's toes. So would you say you're the middleman between nationals and the chapter advisor at the campus? Yes, I would. I would think so. The regional advisors are there to help um, bridge that gap between headquarters and the uh, advisors of the chapters, for sure. So, how often are you in contact with the chapter advisors to make sure that everything's going smoothly, that there's no problem going on that could potentially go to nationals? I'd say um, I would communicate with the advisors at, probably at the most once a semester because we do trust that these chapter advisors are doing their job pretty well the chapters that they're advising. We're just there to make sure that if they have any questions or if they need any advice on how to deal with situations or run events or even do any kind of philanthropic or scholarship work, um, we're there for them. What would you say your day-to-day routine is when doing this job? Is it checking emails? Is it planning events? Yeah, with a day-to-day as an advisor for a regional, um, it really isn't that extensive just because it is a volunteer position. Um, We do take time out of our own work days just to help get back to the fraternity. I do get the occasion, occasional emails from um, chapter presidents or even just undergrads from these three different uh, universities. I'm just there as a uh, ear for them to talk about stuff and maybe um, help them get through some fraternity situations. But other than that, I would probably hear maybe once every two weeks from a fraternity member just to have some advice. What would you do, just in case I'm not saying that some of the three chapters that you've overseen have gotten in trouble, what would your plan be if just in case a fraternity is not doing so well? Is there a laid out plan uh, that you that you have just in case they're not recruiting enough members or they're getting in trouble or something like that? What, how yeah, would you handle situations like that? Of course. So far, uh, all of the three fraternity chapters that I have been overseeing have been doing really well with overall scholarship work and recruitment. But there are there's always room for uh, improvement, and that's where I come in and help lay out goals and lay out strategic plans where they can implement philanthropic ideas or get their scholarship and academics up. Because it is really important that we do give those resources and are open to those uh, undergrads and Make sure that they know that we are there for them still. That's awesome. What does it mean to you to be a regional advisor for FISIG? Oh, what it means to be a regional advisor for FISIG, it, it means a lot, honestly, because like I said, four and a half years of being an undergrad in Pittsburgh State University, it, it gives me so much. It helped me uh, realize that I want to work in higher education, and being a regional advisor for FISIG just helped me open the doors to work with more undergraduates and fraternity that's given me so much. 
That's awesome, man. Good to hear, right? Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's awesome, man. What do you ever see yourself maybe moving up in the ranks? <laughs> maybe getting on like uh <laughs> I mean, it would be great uh, to be a, like a grand president like Scott Jacobson. <laughs> but yeah, maybe like down the road. But <laughs> I do plan on uh committing a lot of my time in the future to Phi Sigma Kappa for sure. Is it ever overwhelming cuz I I heard you say that it's volunteer. I didn't know. Like I didn't know that the regional advisors volunteered. So yeah, re- yeah, the regional advisors volunteer, and it's just so they can point out the guys that really want to give back to the fraternity and help these undergraduates um, succeed. It is not at all, to me personally, stressful or um, time consuming. You really know how to manage your time and helping these fraternities and traveling to their chapters, talking to them one on one. Do you communicate with other regions, uh, maybe the South or the West or the East Coast? to see kind of how they're doing, or is it? do you just stick strictly to the Midwest? Well, it's really funny. I know a lot of the other regional advisors from um, growing up and meeting them at conventions or conclaves. Um, I really got to see, like, how they approach their chapters, and I kind of got a sense on how to use their management skills and uh, combine it with my management skills. But it's so different on the different regions on the chapters that are there. Like the Midwest region chapters are completely different than the um, East Coast region chapters. And But I think that's awesome because it keeps us a very diverse fraternity and definitely keeps all of us regional advisors on our toes for sure. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like the East or the West might have a little bit more of uh, members just because it's, I'm guessing, bigger cities, bigger places to go. So... But do you feel like you're in the right position being in the Midwest with the three chapters that you have? I think I am definitely in a good position with the three chapters I have in the Midwest just because I grew up here in the Midwest, so I'm very comfortable and I'm very familiar with the area and very familiar with the three universities. And working at my own university right now, I get to hear ideas that doing with their Greek life, and maybe I can implement those ideas to those three chapters I'm overseeing. It's definitely um, a lot of collaborating good time for sure yeah okay well is there anything else you would like to add or say about being a regional advisor for a fraternity in the midwest yeah well i definitely think that if anybody is as a five sig or any other uh, sorority or fraternity uh, chapter definitely if you really are very passionate um, with your sorority or fraternity definitely the best way to give back is becoming a volunteer or an advisor any kind of sort of way because you learn so much from your time as an undergrad, and when you become an alumni, you can always give all your wisdom to all these younger undergrads, and you can build a relationship and have a connection between uh, alumni and undergrads. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, James, for joining me on this edition of the Behind the Letters podcast, and thank you so much for your knowledge and for taking the time out of your day to talk to us. So, Hey, thank you for inviting me, Alexis. It was great. Well, that does it for this edition of Behind the Letters. Make sure to tune back in again in two weeks to see what topics at hand we will discuss on Behind the Letters.